so it's like it's like a cannibal island. Okay. Right? Back in the uh, back in the sailing exploration days, uh, Captain Cook or somebody comes across an island, and they're cannibals, uh, but but they only eat ass. Okay, I have we we mentioned you mentioned this bit to me a long time ago, and you were like, so I got a bit where it's cannibals, but they only eat ass, and I yeah. I was I was in stitches. Uh, I was sitting on spilkus, uh, which is a which is a Yiddish term. Uh, in, in, I was just wrapped with suspense to know, uh, how you were going to, how you were going to land this bit. And that's, that's, so it's just that, that's that one. That's That's a whole bit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It could go, it could go one of two directions, right? Like they're captured, they're captured by these, uh, ass eating cannibals. And then they have their ass stories. They've heard the stories from the other explorers. They're freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And then their asses get eaten. And then all that's where ass eating, you know, came to the Western world was from that that you know contact between cultures. All right. The other more the other more gruesome idea I had is that they literally eat ass. Sure, that they and, remove the gluteus. Yes, and, they don't. And they, don't they don't use any any other part of the uh, of the white man explorer. They they just eat the ass. It's that old rump and roast. Then, uh, yeah, and then these guys are trying to get off the island, and they're like, you're good to go. Uh, but, like, they can't keep their pants up because they, they got no ass. <laughs> see now, See, now I'm thinking about where, uh, so you're out and about in the public sphere, and you see somebody, and they got, like, a real juicy ass, and you look at it, and it turns into, like, a Christmas ham, like in a cartoon. You just want to <laughs> eat it. Uh, yeah. That's the zone I I'm like in. that. I like that. Two, That's two, like, two big ice cream cones, you know, like two big scoops of ice cream. Yeah. Or a couple watermelons sitting right next to each other. Mm. All right. I'm, I'm thinking an, an animation for this. Definitely, definitely just a children's animation. This could be some uh, Nick Jr. shit to teach people about, uh, you know, uh, teach the youth about exploring islands and history. <laughs> you think? And, and their own sexuality. There you go. Wonderful. All right. We'll pitch it to fucking Nickelodeon. <laughs> I think uh, I think they're going to be on board. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of risky, risky pitches, risky things. Let's get into some uh, risky questions here. What do you say? I'm into it. Let's go. OK, this is a, this is a quick one. And uh, this is a Reddit question, but this is kind of this is directed towards the audience of the question. It would seem, which is us, and it's what is the most risky place that you've masturbated to completion, and why did you risk it? Is the body, and it was posted by A A D D I D D. I am not proud to say it. Public restroom. I think that's you know, it's as appropriate a place as any if you're going to do it. Fully in the in the public eye uh, at my high school because I uh, there was a time when I was a chronic masturbator where I just couldn't stop myself. Uh, I'm reminded of the scene at the beginning of uh, the television series Big Mouth. If anyone's seen that, where the hormone monster shows up and he says, "All right, wheels up in three minutes. <laughs> Here we go. We gotta go. <laughs> You're gonna Jackson Pollock in your pants." I feel like that's a that's a classic risky one. Yeah, 
I feel tons of fucking people have to have uh, have to have done that. You ever get you ever get busted? You ever get any suspicion? No. Or you think it's one of those things that you know everybody's going to turn a blind eye on account of they're trying to do the same shit? I don't know, man. Like it never. I never got busted, but there were definitely a couple times where I'm sitting in math class and I'm just like bored and fucking like my mind's wandering and I just raise my hand. I gotta go to the bathroom and be right back. And then you go and just fucking bust one out and you come back and maybe you're a little sweaty. I don't know. <laughs> like, I did, you definitely, like, I don't know how much of it is psychological and how much of it is people actually putting two and two together, but like you feel the eyes on you when you come back in the room. I, I feel that like a sense of shame and like, the, yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's like being high in public. Like they, they fucking know they yeah. fucking know they have to know. Uh, yeah, but maybe, maybe they don't. Well, is that was that the worst one? You got any other? You got any other risky, risky jerks? Uh, none, none that I care to mention here. <laughs> Put it that way. There's some that do oh, not no. that do not cast me in a positive light, and I would like to remain the protagonist of this story. So, <laughs> all right, we'll leave it to the audience's imagination. I gotta, I gotta say, I don't have, I don't have a great answer for this. I was never, not much of a masturbator. And uh, I feel like the anxiety of like attempting to do so in a public place would like overwhelm the the drive to do it. I will say I, I got a good risky location for having sex, which is which way was, cooler. Uh, uh, very very fucking cool and uh, not obnoxious at all. I was I was in uh, high school and uh, first girlfriend. We're at this party. This is uh, this is this is in Venezuela. So all the uh, all the houses have like the the clay tiles. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Like the big yeah, yeah. fucking clay tiles on the roof. So we're at this party. Uh, we're trying to find somewhere to go at it. We don't have a car, so we like climbed up on the roof. And this is like it's a one story house. Like we're not very <laughs> sneaky or high above people. And we're immediately breaking the fucking tiles from <laughs> falling off and making a bunch of clanking. And people are like. It wasn't even like a, oh, got you. It was like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Come and, on, uh, kids. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was the completion. Nice, nice work. So that's that's good. And so it's surprisingly, we didn't, you know, we didn't get invoiced for the for the roof tiles. <laughs> that's that's a nice plus too. Can I just? I want to because uh, you did a cool one where you had somebody else involved. Can I? I'm gonna. Can I just share one real quick? You can. Uh, so me and my girlfriend in high school, we were at the water park for the day. Uh, if anybody knows Kings Island, uh, it has a water park attached to it. I believe at the time it was Crocodile Dundee branded, if I remember calling it correctly. Uh, I think uh, so. Boomerang Bay, some shit like that. And uh, I had talked to her about wanting to do public stuff. And, uh, so she goes, why don't we go in the family changing room? I go, okay. So, uh, we go in and we, we change out of our, our wet clothes after a long day at the water park. And, uh, she pulls a bottle of lube out of her bag, hands it to me and says, be quick. Very prepared. And I was like, holy shit, this is the best day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Family changing room. Just a little quick. No it's a good wholesome time. I yeah. was afraid you were going to say, like, in the water somewhere, because I uh, read this week a horrible description of uh, why water parks are dirty. 
uh, and they said that because it's water with like fifty thousand, that fifty thousand people's assholes have been like yeah. in direct contact with. Yeah, that that horrified me. So That's not good. I don't know how I feel about old water parks now. I'm spooked. yeah, yeah. That might not be worth it. The water slides yeah. are fun. Maybe you go like early in the morning. Maybe you make sure you're the first people in. There you go. There you go. It's like tea, but the bag's only been in for like a couple seconds. <laughs> only, is it really tea at that point? Is it really asshole tea? It's understand. Yeah. It's just water with a little uh, a hint of asshole. <laughs> I love it. Good times. Well, I don't. I don't see any more. I don't see any comments in here. I was hoping to check if there was uh, some good stories in there, but this looks like a pretty pretty fresh question. Oh, I hit. I hit. Uh, a, I hit the refresh. I think I got one here. You see this one? Is it good? The, Friend's house, bathroom, his gorgeous. Older sister's panties wearing a hamper in the closet in said bathroom. I had to remove the evidence from those panties when I was done. Oh, Jesus. And hope they dried before anyone would figure out what happened. No. Notice them when when doing the laundry. Why? I was a teenager with raging hormones. It It was the closest I could get to an actual vagina, and she was and remains, over 20 years later, one of the most beautiful girls, now women, I have ever met. Says... Married to sister. Oh, what the fuck? This just keeps oh, taking turns. Okay. This You're going to hell, married turns. to sister. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's leave it at that. You Straight to hell. Fuck. Somebody says public bus. That's kind of cool. That's kind of gnarly, too. On the school bus riding home. Yeah, a lot of... So, yeah, the 66% of, uh, of responses to this involve a public bus. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if anybody's out there looking for date ideas to uh, up the romance in your relationship, go hop on the fucking 27 cross town. <laughs> go hit the two. Your, Do it on yeah. North High. Find yourself the least sticky seat you can. <laughs> and make it the stickiest seat. <laughs> good times. Hey, if anybody out there has got any uh, good stories or anything like that, throw it into the question box. We'll read it on here, too. Yeah, you can share in your, in your shame and elation with us. There you go. Doesn't even have to be a question. We can just uh, we can relay it back to the uh, back to the folks back home. Well, hey, I, I think we're returning to something we did last week. Uh, what is this? A post we found on Twitter? Yeah, this is a, a post that comes to us from a uh, super fan and friend of the show, uh, fucking Alex Finch of the Middle Tennessee DSA. I believe he was the one that posted it in our group chat. Good um, job. Yeah, good job, man. Uh, the post goes like this. My 25F boyfriend 27M of two years is obsessed with Dave and Busters? I really don't know where to start with this, and it sounds very petty, but I am at my wit's end dealing with my boyfriend. Some context. We've been together for two years, and he is overall fantastic. Very thoughtful, kind, funny, interesting, and responsible. For instance, he always brings me my favorite snacks when he goes out without me even asking for them. He'll comfort me after a tough day at work. I work at a call center and get some crazy ones. For the most part, he is also very respectful of me. We were both raised Catholic, and he is very active in the church and overall a stand-up guy, which I admire a lot. Literally, the only problem in our relationship is this obsession with Dave and Busters. I'm only telling you guys all of this so you don't just tell me to break up with him because although we have this problem, I really don't want to leave him. I guess I will just get to the bad part. My boyfriend absolutely must go to Dave and Buster's once a week or else he throws a tantrum. I am not exaggerating when I use the word tantrum. We are talking crying, stomping, etc. It's bad. 
he will beg and plead and state that the only thing he wants is to, quote, go to Buster's. And if it has been more than a week, he'll say that we haven't been in, quote, forever. I've tried talking it through with him. I've suggested other restaurants, even other barcades, but it has to be Dave and Buster's. When I tell him I don't really enjoy going with him and that he could go alone, he says something like, what do you mean? You love Buster's. I give you all the prizes. And when we do go, we spend a ridiculous amount of money, which I split with him. And he makes me follow him around to each game and play together. I pressed him and his I pressed him about it, and his only explanation he's been able to give me is that he had his ninth birthday at DB's and considers it, quote, the single best day of his life. How do I help him move past this? I really want to keep dating this man. I know nostalgia can be a powerful force, but this is absolutely unacceptable. Please help Reddit, and that was posted by something or other eight seven six five. All right, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but uh, I think he's fucking Buster. I think he's cheating on you with Buster. Ah! <laughs> maybe he's getting spit roasted by Dave and Buster. Maybe he's Whoa. maybe he's in a polycule with both founders <laughs> of the single most chudly. <laughs> like, okay, can we dunk on Dave and Buster's for a second? Because it took something that I two things, three things that I really love. I love booze. I love yes. uh, shitty fried food. Good. And I love video games. How did you turn that into something that I have active disdain for? How did that happen? Because this is, this, it is like the fucking hyper-capitalism version of like an arcade. Yeah. Like it's a chain, it's big and fucking sprawling, it's usually in a strip mall, you know, the shit's fucking overpriced. And I mean, I guess any arcade where you're winning prizes, it, 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 it's a scam and it's always been a scam. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, at that at that scale, you know it's fucking extra scammy. You know they're paying fucking nothing for these prizes that are probably knit together by starving children uh, somewhere sure. in the world. Sure. And, uh, yeah, and you're, you're paying, a, you know, a million dollars to get all these tickets. Uh, you and know, you trade an for them. At a, at a, you get an eraser. You get a fucking eraser. Or some other, some other absurd thing. But you get the idea. Like, I, I, I feel you there. It's not a... The general concept is a good time. I don't know. I loved this shit when I was a kid, but it is it is definitely like ultra, ultra flagrant, ultra capitalism lurking in the strip mall where it all does. Yeah. Yeah. I think you I think you nailed that. What is What does this lady do? Because like she can't keep going to Buster's on a weekly basis because that's that's too damn much Buster's. No, it's way it's way too much Buster's. If I can. uh uh, psychologize real quick. Uh, on, <laughs> that is what on we our, do on, on the show, is we psychologize. We do a lot of psychomologicization. Um, <laughs> dude, I think I think this is one repressed boy we got here. Uh, that his ninth birthday at Dave and Buster's was the best day of his entire life. Yeah. And uh, not you know, the day not, he lost not... his virginity, not the day he got his first car, the time he went to <laughs> Dave and Buster's when he was nine. Not the day he met the girlfriend. No, right, it's right. it's motherfucking busters. Up um, and down. So the combination of that shit, the tantrums, and um, uh, I don't want to I don't want to throw shade on our on our broad expanse of Catholic listener base. Mm. But this dude's you know this many years old. He was raised Catholic, and he's still like super active in the church. 
I don't know, man. That's some repressed people. I'm fucking ex-Catholic. That's some mm. repressed-ass people. Mm. And... Uh, you see what I'm saying? Like, I feel yeah. like that sort of growing up in that and continuing with it and then exhibiting this behavior, I don't know, it makes me feel like you haven't worked through a lot of things yeah, yeah. necessarily. Like you're still, like we said, way. yes, you're still latching on to this motherfucking ninth birthday. I don't even fucking remember my ninth birthday, dude. I think I went bowling yeah. or something. No, and, I can't uh, remember. Bowling's fine, but like, I'm not making my SOs take me bowling every week. And uh, referring it as to, like, go to bolsters, something <laughs> like that, going to pins and shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, this is, yeah. The, it, it's a very strange latching onto, the nostalgia is cool, but, like, this is a weird idealization and, like, latching onto of childhood. Yeah. That's this my is... official psychological mint. <laughs> this is, this is fucking strange. Uh... Man, like, I think you're going to have to get him to go to another barcade because I guarantee there are fucking cooler places with better food and better games even. Oh, definitely. And cheaper. Fucking a lot of yeah. barcades are free. You just you just buy the drinks and you do it. I get, uh, maybe it's like the lighting. Maybe it's like, um, you know how you get, like, conditioned in a certain way? Like, if you, um, if you do something in a certain quality of light, then you get conditioned to that quality of light, and there's like that like harsh fluorescence in the in the Dave and Buster's. And every barcade I've been to is kind of like low lights, so that the lights from the machines give you more of the you know what I mean. So you can see those a little uh, clearer, yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, so maybe it's something to do with that. I don't know. Maybe like hang a fluorescent over his head and make him go somewhere cool. <laughs> yeah, just tape his phone to his forehead and turn the light on. He'll be fine. There you go. Um. I don't know, but the, the barcades don't have the prizes, though. What if it's about the prizes? Mm. Well, then the prize could be a blowjazzle. How's that sound? <laughs> if you, you get, uh, say you get top score on the Simpsons uh, arcade game. You fucking, if you break the top ten on uh, Bart's Nightmare, I'll give you a hand row in the car on the way home. How's that sound? There you go. And if you make it to stage 50 of Gallagher, I'll stick my tongue in your dirt hole. <laughs> yep. I think these are uh, way better prizes. It's way better than getting one of those alien sticky hands for getting 500 tickets on skee-ball or whatever. True, true ass. I, I, this is kind of a sincere analysis here. I mean, these these places are basically child casinos when it comes down to it. It's the same, it's the same type of like psychology there and reward <gasps> system. I mean, this could be just like a low-level gambling addiction, basically. Yeah, yeah. You could give him a shittier addiction and make him go to a casino one week. Like, make oh, it even worse. Because, like, there's the only thing more depressing than a Dave & Buster's is a casino on a weeknight. <laughs> there you go. Or maybe he'll hate that and it'll shock him out of, out of this addiction. Or it might just drive him back into the, you know, idealized casino of his, of his nine-year-old memories. It could be. I I feel like misdirection is the only way to go like and and redirecting his energies um into something more tolerable uh, cuz I can get how going to Dave and Buster's on a weekly basis would be like you would dread it you know what I mean Oh I would hate this this it's would like, be insane It's Friday night and you're like hmm what it, you know you kind of think about what you might want to do on a Friday night like the weekends here we're done with the work week uh how do I want to spend my Friday evening and then he's like, loud! Let's go to the loud place 
with busters with very expensive shitty food and chuds it's full of chuds everyone (laughs) i've been to it's just just chock-a-block with chuds and screaming kids and it's in Uh, the fucking strip mall with the uh, fucking target and the uh old spaghetti factory and all that shit can't handle it no it's not it's not good it's unhandleable I think you're right. Just attempt to redirect this shit. Attempt to, I don't know, attempt to keep pushing them on how this is absurd, though, and how you just, you don't enjoy it. If this dude's really, like, a decent-ass guy, I feel like if you keep, keep pushing back on this, maybe you can get him to realize. But maybe maybe I'm fucking right here, too, and this is legitimate low-level gambling addiction. Yeah. In which case, like, how do you break through with that? And, like, if it's that serious... It's kind of hard to, like, bring up a serious topic. Like, if this is literally an addiction, it's kind of hard to bring that up when it's in the com- context of a place named David Buster's. It's difficult. Definitely difficult. I don't uh, know. Redirect. Some, redirect. Maybe get some therapy. Maybe get someone on your side. Like, Keep pushing back. See yeah. if fucking if something horrible happened in his early life you're not aware of. Cause this is this is spooky and stunted, yeah. and I I almost feel bad for the guy, um, but I don't because I'm picturing myself being dragged to fucking Dave and Buster's every week, and now I hate him. Yep. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking poor guy too, because man, something had to happen to you if you're like I demand Dave and Buster's. That's Please. the pinnacle, dude. That's the pinnacle. That's some <laughs> fucking suburban wasteland shit. If that is the pinnacle of your life. Fuck. Why do we hate American culture so much? We don't hate American culture. We hate th- David this. Buster's is American culture. <laughs> it's the epitomization of American culture. This, we hate the <laughs> outgrowth into fucking suburban car only accessible enclaves like this in fucking concrete deserts with a big block fucking building covered in logos for everything you could possibly need. And there's no... There's no communal areas, you know, it's just all yeah. fucking paid to enter. You're either buying shit or you're spending money to play games to get tickets to buy more useless shit. And I don't know, man, that's bleak, suburban fucking evilness. That's and yeah, that is fucking, bleak. it is fucking American culture, but I, there's some other, there's some other aspects to this country that are, that are quite a bit better that I do like. Sure. Wow. Like the great outdoors. Like get your fucking asshole eaten in the back of a 1969 fucking, you know, uh, Dodge Challenger. Mm. Looking over the Rockies. That's that's the America I want, aren't there? That's the fucking America I want. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm absolutely right, with it. Poor repressed motherfucker and your poor girlfriend. Break them out of this bizarre ass addiction. And uh, no more busters. No and more busters. if you busters. are having sex... No busting until no more busters. How's that sound? Let's see our response to that. <laughs> Sounds good. I just want to, real quickly, before we transition out of this, I just want to say, Busters makes me feel good. That's what goes on in his head. Busters Is that the things. fucking ad? Oh, God. No, well, oh. it's, it's uh, Ghostbusters. Busting oh. makes me feel good. Busters makes nice. me feel good. Okay, busted makes me feel good. Am I right? <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a cum joke, folks. Cumjoke.com. Hey, Hey, speaking of fucking common boxes, it's uh, it's question box time. Asking all them questions, asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements, uh, who? Asking all them questions, asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements, uh, who? And uh, yeah, 
It's it's the motherfucking anonymous question box. Uh, hey, you there, listener. You listen to this show. You want to send your question in? You want us to fucking make fun of your fucking Dave and Buster's addiction? Hey, go to our question box. Uh, you can go on Instagram. There's a link in our bio. You can go to our website, radiofreetotebag.podient.co, and there's a little link in the sidebar that says ask your question. Click on either of those places. It'll take you to our anonymous question box. You don't have to make an account or anything. There's a text box. You type your question in there. You press submit, and then we read it on the show, and uh, and it's a great time, and we love you, and we fix all your problems. Easy peasy. Easy fucking peasy uh, indeed. Uh, although, I will say this, this week's question is kind of a fucking tough one, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. Friends Incoming. There's a little squiggly. I like doing that. I'll try to keep this short. A few months ago, I helped a former classmate of mine get hired at my cushy tech office job, and he has not been performing well at all. It's not the most exciting job in the world, but it's comfortable, has good benefits, and lets you work from home after six months of work. My friend, call him Jeff, Jeff. Jeff. Started, o- started only in April and literally never comes in the office. On top of that, he's already on the CEO's bad side after missing a performance review and sending him a snippy email. He's had other serious talks now with our CEO, which leads me to believe he's on his last leg here, and he honestly hasn't improved his work since then. Jeff has serious issues with never thinking anything is his fault and blaming everyone else for his problems. I knew he had some issues in school, but I wasn't close enough with him to know the extent of these issues. And he graduated, so I figured he outgrew this, but clearly not. At this point, I'm struggling between wanting him to learn his lesson the hard way and not wanting him to get fired because that's not something I would wish on anyone. Is it worth me trying to have a talk with him, even if it won't change anything? Or should I just let this play out? I don't think that the conversation will be for not if you come to him with kind of concrete evidence that he's on the shit list. So, you know, you know this stuff has happened. Like, I'm kind of wondering how this information got to you. Like, if you have somebody on the inside who's close to the CEO who's getting this information to you. Like, I want to know how you know this stuff. Um, Because if you know this, then it seems like maybe it's common knowledge at the office. So you come to him with something along the lines of, listen, people are talking... Like, you're going to get fucking shit-canned if you don't straighten up, dude. Like, this is serious and for real. Like, I don't know how you're paying your bills, but I'm assuming that this job is part of it. Probably want to keep doing that. It's a good company with good benefits, and I don't know if you want to just lose that over, you know, some old bullshit. So, like, you know, pay attention, homie, because fucking time is now. I feel that. I think I'd, I think I'd do the same. I was going to say, like, if, you know, if if you're at all close to this person or if you care about this person, um, but even if not, like, this is somebody out of college, they clearly got something going on that they were struggling, you know, all through college, and it'd definitely be preferable. I mean, like you said, as long as this dude's not a massive piece of shit, you know, I'd prefer somebody learn a lesson like that by, you know, hearing it from you and hopefully apologizing and getting their shit together rather than flat out getting fired and having to deal with all that, because that's, you know, that's excessive. But also, yeah, I don't know, some people, 
some people aren't just aren't going to fucking learn that lesson. Like you can say this to him, but I mean, he's already your CEO has already fucking talked to him. He sent him a shitty email. He's he, he seems pretty fucking careless with all of this. So you might be right. Maybe it won't change anything. But that brings me to, uh, you know, if you got to if you got to interact with this guy again, I'd consider that, you know, like, is it worth maybe if you don't tell him and you have to see him again, maybe he fucking gets angry at you. You, you see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, yeah. even to cover your own ass in, in addition to being, uh, you know, trying to be nice to this person. I I don't know. I feel I feel like the move is to attempt to say something. Yeah. I mean, it's it's never a good look when you bring someone into a situation and then it turns out that they're like bad for it. Um That's that's true too. And maybe maybe you got some uh some other people that might come up in your life who might need a gig and you want your recommendation for them to work there to be taken seriously. So, I think it is important to kind of salvage this situation uh for that reason that you might um that you might want to bring other people in or that you might want to even just salvage your own reputation. So I think it's important to have the conversation with them uh and let them know that like how are you going to send a, like a snippy email to the CEO? Yeah, you know and, what I mean? and you you started 2 months ago. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, don't you just don't you just take the L? You know what I mean? Like if if you fucked up with something and the the chief executive officer of the company uh comes to you with a with a complaint or something or you know something triggered this this snippy email, right? Uh don't you just kind of take the L as the person receiving So I'm thinking maybe it was something where like uh some kind of decision came down and the guy didn't agree with it. So he sends like a shitty email to the CEO. I don't think that's how things are done. You know, you just take no, the, L, the thing you disagree with. You just deal with. Yeah. And I'm not saying any of that's right. I mean, lots of companies that maybe even the majority of companies, uh, you know, the CEO here might be a fucking jackass. Um, and you know, maybe maybe you're fucking justified in making the snippy comment, but the the thing we're trying to get at, and I, I would try to get at talking to him, is to get it to the concrete terms Arthur talked about, where it's like, all these things might be fucked, but also like we live in this kind of society, everything is fucked, yeah. and when it comes down <laughs> to it, you just gotta secure the fact that you can, you know, live in a fucking place and uh, ha- have a, a minimally shitty job. And if you're acting like this, like you're going to fuck up future opportunities by having this reputation for yourself. And you're also going to fuck up your current situation when you could, you know, choose to kind of swallow your pride on this. Or even if you're going to fucking respond, just don't be a dickhead about it. Fucking have a, you know, rational, uh, like thought out criticism of like, hey, I thought this was this, this and this as opposed to sending just a fucking shitty email off. Right. And also this this shit applies to like fucking every other area of life. You know, you can't you can't be making a thing out of absolutely everything. People are right. going to do shitty shit sometimes. Sometimes they got reasons for it. You know, sometimes they don't realize they're doing it. You can't have a fucking battle on each on each one and snap back at them cuz you're going to fuck up so many relationships in your life and it's just not worth it. So yeah, again, bring it back to how this is going to affect him. You know, I mean, it may be even be like, hey, like, I helped you find this job. And I don't know if you're realizing this, but like, this makes me look bad, too. Like, what's yeah. what's the deal here? Can I do something to help here? What is going on? Um, but I, I, I'd at least make the attempt. 
And then also, as Arthur said, you know, if this were to reflect badly on you, you could point to like, hey, I tried to talk to him. I recognized there was an issue here. I tried to fix it. It didn't work out. Like, sorry about that, but I, I, I attempted, I attempted to make it right. Yeah, did everything I could. That's so, hard. Yeah, it is, and it's, it's not fucking. Especially if it's somebody like this, it's not. I'm sure they don't take criticism well. It's going to be tough to have that conversation. But I, I think, even just you know, for your own reputation and how things affect you, I think it'll be worth it. Yeah. Damn, dude. Best of luck, because this fucking sucks. Um, I had a situation where I I brought somebody onto a position. I was a uh, I was a barback and uh, and a bouncer at this bar, and they needed to hire somebody. And I was like, Hey, I got a I got a buddy of mine who uh, who might be good for the position because he was kind of like fancied himself something of a tough guy. You know, there's like nerd tough guys. You ever met those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, we're like a little bigger, but it's all like you know, like fat all, mass basically. It's all gamer weight. Yeah, it's gamer weight. Uh, and they got like an attitude problem, and you're like, he could do this. And then, um, luckily for me, he kind of left of his own volition, um, because things weren't working out great. And I was like, cool, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of kind of a sad story. Rest, rest in peace. That yep. is the other part too, though. Is like, I don't know. At least taking the swing, you're doing the things that you can do. And even if you know you say it won't change anything, and maybe it fucking won't, but I think it is at least taking the shot just for your own image and for I don't know vague altruistic reasons here. Yeah, just attempt it. But if it doesn't work out, then it's fucking on this dude. You know, I don't think it's easy to read. Hey, this person might be good at this job. I mean, they made it through college. Oh, surprise, they're like a shitty email sender. I don't know. I've, it might be hard to register on people. I, I, I don't feel like that would come back to you too poorly. Yep. I wish you and Jeff, Jeff. the best of luck. Yeah. Good luck, Jeff. Jeff. Not ideal times. I don't know. Attempt to attempt to make it as painless as possible. Yeah. Because you don't want him falling off of the company like... Uh, this next question asker who says, <laughs> "Oh no, boyfriend 22M gets annoyed with me 18F accidentally falling off Super Smash Brothers Ultimate map." Same situation, so similar. Is Very this the similar. same question. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I shouldn't even be writing this post because it's so stupid. I'm just here to ask why, or if any of you know the reason why my boyfriend gets like this. We were playing Super Smash Ultimate, and I'm very new to the fighting genre and especially this type of game. In the past, we would get into slight discord because I would get annoyed with him always making comments. However, for some reason, recently, I actually started to play okay and was getting kills and stuff. Not wins, but kills, and that was enough for me. I'm over here having a good time enjoying myself playing Kirby, and sometimes I forget to press the Y button to get back on the map especially because there's a whole lot of buttons and different things to learn. I accidentally fell off the map like three times in separate games, and then my boyfriend is all like, nah, I'm a go. It's not fun when you fall off the map and then I kill you after. I don't really see the problem in me falling off the map. I was honestly enjoying myself, even if I accidentally did that. He says he wants to hang up 
so he can go play by himself. But before he want, I casually told him that he was ruining the fun by ending the call because I was accidentally falling off the map. That was a struggle. He would just get quiet every time I did, and then it made me slightly uncomfortable and feel bad for laughing and still enjoying myself. I literally played this game for less than five hours and not even on my own time. Like, he unlocked the characters for me, and we've just been playing here and there. I actually want to start playing more seriously, but the way he acted kind of put me off it. If people are going to get annoyed at me for simple mistakes and still learning the buttons, it kind of puts me off the game in general. Is this something that guys usually get mad about, or is it just me being an awful gamer? I don't think me accidentally falling off the map and losing lives is that big of an issue. The LDR. Boyfriend seemed annoyed at me by... Boyfriend seemed annoyed by me accidentally falling off Smash Ultimate map. Says he wanted to play by himself because he felt bad for killing me after, and me dying like that ruins the fun. That was posted by... Throw away! What a fucking welcome to Gamer Talks, sponsored by Mountain Dew. Buckle my shoe. Well, here we go. Fucking kill a gamer girl with <laughs> a boyfriend trying to play a Smash Bros. She can fall off the bed. What do you do? Bow, 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 bow. Yeah. Toilet flush noise. Yeah. That's there, there, we go. there we go. Uh, a quick, a quick note that I've read into here. If they're on a call and stuff, I feel like this is a long distance relationship, or at least this is something they're, they're like not in the same room. Seems possible. And yeah, they're playing over over. Uh, yeah, it's not in the room. They're playing over internet for sure. And I've, yeah, so I feel like this is a situation where they're just trying to use this to spend some time together, which I think yeah. I think is important context for this question, and is 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 where my my thought is coming from on this. Um. So, oh, fuck. So I don't know. Arthur and I have both played fair amount of video games. I, I grew up playing games, and I feel like you got you got a couple types of people with these things. You got somebody who's just trying to dick around, and it's a fucking good time regardless. And then you got people who are like, you know, they get good at the thing, and so if they're playing with people who aren't like shit that seems obvious to them, they're not doing, and then they get all like irritable about that. And I I, I kind of understand that. But also, like, if you're playing this game with your girlfriend here who's, like, never played this, why, why you got, you know this is going to happen. Why would they immediately be good at this? You can't just go into, like, 1v1ing each other like it sounds like. Because even if she's not falling off the fucking map, like, you guys are clearly on very different, like, skill levels here. And I I don't, I don't think that's going to be, I don't think it's going to be fun at all. You're just going to be virtually, you know, kicking your girlfriend's ass. I don't think anybody's going to have a good time with that. So, yeah. as the girlfriend here, I feel like you gotta you gotta either in this game. I've I've played a, a older Smash Bros. There's got there's co op and shit, right? Like you gotta you gotta do that first. You gotta figure out what you're doing, and uh, you know maybe then you could start you could start battling each other. But in the meantime, like you, I don't know, you can't fucking learn basic button inputs and shit when you're playing against your super sick XX four twenty boyfriend gamer four twenty XX who's just gonna be. You know, knocking out all these combos or whatever the fuck happens in this game, and uh, and and kicking your ass like you know what I mean. You can't focus on just learning some fundamentals. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get them uh, gotta get them warmed up. Uh, I am reminded of a situation where I was in uh, the. You remember uh, the girlfriend who uh, tore my heart out and threw it in the sewer? You remember her? Yeah, uh, yeah. We used we used to play a lot of Overwatch together. 
And it started out that she, like, sucked ass, right? That she just wasn't very good because she was new at the game, right? Yeah. But eventually, she picked a character and got fucking good. And it sounds like this is what this girl is interested in doing. She's not, like, brand new to video games. Uh, she clearly has her own Switch. If you're both playing over, over network, she's got her own console, so she can practice this on her own time. And it sounds like she's interested in getting good and actually presenting something of a challenge, and you're just not giving her that room to grow. No, like, you, you, you got to be trying to throw some tips or something besides just complaining, you know, when shit like this happens. Because she's clearly putting in the effort here. It sounds like this is something that's more important to the boyfriend. Your girlfriend's being real fucking cool, especially if you're in this long-distance relationship by, like, finding a common thing you can do yeah. and playing this game that you know. You gotta, you gotta help her out. You gotta be fucking understanding here. You can't, you know, like I said, you can't expect him to just jump in and be, be fantastic. So there's, there's, a, there's a question here in the middle. Is this something that guys usually get mad about, or is it just me being an awful gamer? I don't think that people who have a good perspective on this would get angry about it. You know what I mean? I think he has, like, a shit perspective on this particular Probably. problem. Potentially a shit personality if you're fucking jumping to being a dick about something sure. like this. Oh, and you are being an awful gamer, by the way. If you can't tap Y to fucking catch the edge, <laughs> that's bad. That's very bad. I mean, you're fucking trying to. But you're there trying there. She's, get, she's trying there. She's getting there. She's yeah. trying and she's getting there, and you'll get better. Like it's it's just like with anything. It's Malcolm Gladwell fucking ten thousand hours bullshit. You know, you start to you know you get your reactions better in video games, and you know uh, you will improve. It's just going to take a little bit of time. And in the meantime, he's just going to have to be a little more gracious and a little more accepting of of your time. Exactly. Exactly. The point is you're putting the effort in here by trying to learn. He's not putting the effort in on being understanding and like trying to help you out there. So I feel like you try to have a talk with him and explain that, you know, explain that shit to him. You just fucking need help figuring this out. And, uh, I, I don't know. Also, if you're just trying to find like a common thing to do, you know, that video games are pretty good if you're in like a long distance. You're just trying to find something common to do. Like I said, either co-op in this or like maybe just find another game that's less, uh, what would you call it? Like less fucking controls intensive, like, like technically sm- intensive. For from a video game perspective, from a gamer's perspective, smashes can be get fucking real sweaty. Like smash games can get incredibly sweaty. Definitely. Uh, There's a whole fucking competitive thing to it. Yeah, and, like, fighting games in general, like, where it's, like, 1v1, really intense, like, focused combat. It's just, like, the only things moving on the screen are you and your opponent. That's fucking super intense. So, like, find some other games that you guys can play together that might be a little less competitive in that regard. uh, Or play them on fucking co-op. Or... Just be fucking patient and let her get good at the fucking game. <laughs> there you go. I would I would say too that there's a bit of a fucking red flag there if he's being if he's being so completely dismissive and like shitty about this. Because ultimately, yeah, like it's just the game you're playing. But again, especially if this is a long distance relationship, it's how like you're this spending is a your fucking, time together. Yeah, this is a fucking activity you're doing together. Like you wouldn't go, you know, you're going on a date to the county fair. And uh, I don't know. She can't. She can't hit the fucking hammer 
thing up that high. You don't freak the fuck out and be like, yeah, I'm not going to play this. You're not very good. Yeah, you're not very good. I'm going to go play this by myself. I'm going to go get some. Half the fucking fun is figuring this out together and showing this person that you care about something that you're into. And you're going to turn her off of it and you're going to make it a bad time if you're being a fucking insistent asshole like this that she literally get good. Yeah, don't get good your girlfriend. That's a bad move. It's fucking dumb. This is like stereotypical, like douchey gamer dude shit, and don't fucking do that. No. Yeah, dick. Yeah, dick. So, it's the it's the girlfriend asking the question though. So I think that's it. Other fucking options: play co-op, try to explain the situation. But like, if this is a running thing where he just like keeps being a fucking dick because you're not as good at his hobby as he is. That man, that shows like a remarkable fucking lack of self awareness and lack of empathy, and yeah. I don't like that. Here's what you do, girlfriend of the gamer who uh, goes by the name of Throwaway. Get fucking unbelievable at this game. Just get <laughs> like get fucking MLG, and the next time he logs on, just thrash the living shit out of him. Move off of Kirby. Kirby's like fine, but he's not the best. <laughs> uh, find find somebody who's absolutely tier. In fact, you know what? Here we go. Tier list. Super Smash Ultimate. I'm get a tier list. You need to play either Crom, Ike, Inkling, Lucina, Marth, Peach, or Pichu, and then you will fucking rock them because these are. This is a professionally uh, tier listed thing on IGN. Um, I would recommend Marth because the fucking dude's easy. You just like. Hold the button down and then let it go when they get close and just smash the living shit out of him. Like, fuck this dude up. Like, I want you to annihilate this gentleman. Bingo. Dude, other relationship shows? Oh, feelings and relationship strategy. Us, that, and then uh, also real specific extreme fucking gamer advice spouncing by, uh, you know, Mountain Dew, buckle my shoe. Uh, It's fucking Radio Free Tope Gamer Talk. We're the best goddamn relationship <laughs> advice on the planet. Next up, we, we teach you how to fucking skin and clean a fish with your hunter girlfriend. Uh, coming, up, <laughs> coming up real soon. Niche time. Because where yeah, is Kirby? Next... Kirby's, Kirby's in low plus tier. Like, fuck that. You need to be getting Pikachu on. You need to be getting Marth. And just wreck this fucking dude. Like, I want to see you annihilate this person. Very there bad. you go. Kick his ass and then dump him for sucking so bad. <laughs> How come you suck so bad? Why can't you grab the edge? Oh, it's because you're too far out because I put the fucking smash to you. Boom. All right. Well, uh, we're going to fall off the map of that question. And uh, instead of dying, then we're going to land in this question. How's that sound? I like it. 30M28F. Girl I'm dating is reluctant to commit, even though things are going really really well mm. alright Radio Free Topic here's the deal I started dating this girl around a month ago and we've been on a fair few dates more than one a week it's kind of a lot she is pretty freaking perfect in my eyes <laughs> stupidly hot clever, bobbly funny, sexy these are absurd adjectives some of those I had to read it in a voice she's she's good uh we've made out a lot and I seriously think I'm punching above my weight here she is very affectionate with me and her body language seems to say she likes me although not so much when we're out because she hates PDA 
She's been through some shit with guys before and told me how she's been mistreated and messed around, messed around on, uh, but she is actively looking for someone who will treat her right. I've been very forward with telling her how much I like her and that I see a future with her. I've even checked in with her that it's not off-putting, and she said she finds the honesty refreshing. I've encouraged her to open up to me because it's very, very obvious she has guards up. She is always talking about taking it slow and not letting people in easily. I had the exclusivity chat with her two dates ago, and she told me she isn't dating anyone else, that she isn't the kind of girl who sees more than one guy at once. So, naturally, I thought that led into the girlfriend chat, which she shut down pretty quickly, and she said she wanted more time, that she isn't really sure. I asked her again last night, and again, she said she didn't feel ready to be in a relationship with me, but without a real reason why. <coughs> okay. Um, I'm feeling pretty gutted, to be honest. We've spent a lot of time together, and I can't really work out what the issue is. I do get worried that she seems like she's going to cancel at times, but she always comes through, so I don't logically have a reason to worry. But it feels to me that she is scared to put a label on this when we are essentially already treating each other as boyfriend and girlfriend. What gives? I don't want to give up on someone like this. TLDR, I have met an incredible girl who I really want to make my girlfriend. We are already essentially acting like a couple, and she seems to be into me, but she's very reluctant to make things official with me, even though we have agreed to be exclusive. Not sure where I stand. And that was posted by that half-shack throw. Af- I don't know. They fucking smashed the keyboard with their <laughs> dick and balls. All right, man. Here's the deal. You are in a situation with a woman who likes you, and that you like, and you want to lock it down, which is an instinct that I can understand. You want to put a name on it so that you can put some additional expectations on it. For example, that she's not going to fucking meet somebody else and run away and leave you in the lurch. I totally understand all of that, but you are going to have to chill all the way out, my guy, because it has been one month. You're seeing each other a ton. He is not dating anybody else. So fucking relax, my guy. Please relax. Definitely, 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 definitely the move here. Um, and, and he's saying how she, you know, she doesn't have a reason, but like she does have a reason. She has explained this to you, you know, that she's had kind of bad times before. And it sounds like you haven't been through something similar. And so I feel like it could be, you know, difficult to empathize or understanding or understand where she's coming from. But like you gotta, you gotta just kind of look at the big picture here. Like if she doesn't, if she was just making shit up there, I don't think she'd be spending this much time with you. And you know, you've been honest with her. She said that's been fine, and she's laid out again the reasons. And so while I don't think you quite understand like the gravity of those reasons, she she is telling you what's happening here. And I think you've basically had the same are we boyfriend and girlfriend conversation twice in very quick succession. I think if you keep pushing that, I mean, she's just going to give the yeah. same response until she gets sick of having this conversation. And then you ain't going to answer nothing. the fucking question. And then you ain't going to exactly. be nothing. Yeah. And then th- this whole thing's going to be fucked. Yeah. So, I, the ball's really in your court, my dude. Like, you can fuck this up. This is yours to lose. Um, just, just seriously take a fucking breath 
and stop trying to make the, you know, what was the phrase? I really want to make her my girlfriend. That ain't, that's not what happens. No, you don't make someone your girlfriend. You got to take, you got to take a, uh, a more relaxed approach and you got to let something develop organically because you're both, you're not kids. You know what I mean? You're 28 and 30. Like, don't, don't fucking push things or you could lose this. Like, I'm very concerned for you. Bingo. Especially with his, it's very like idealistic and also like almost childish sounding talk the way I just, the line, she is pretty freaking perfect, stupidly hot, clever, bubbly. I don't know. Some people are not great writers, but that just struck me as somebody who, uh, who hasn't been in that many serious relationships or definitely hasn't like, I don't know, seen some shit, so to speak. So I'm just saying, and I'm somebody who's fucking been like this before. I'm not trying to rush into something. You got to like feel it first. You got to wait for those feelings to build up. Like it might be there on paper, but like, you know, if you don't know, you're not going to jump into it because then I'm going to feel all fucking off and it's going to throw the entire thing off. But again, she is spending this time with you. She's being honest about where she's at. So keep spending the time with her. Don't, don't fucking bail on this, but just roll the feelings and expectations back a little bit. Fucking contain yourself. And uh, let's see what happens. And I think if you give her that space and trust, it's it's what that fucking is. Uh, I I think this will pan out. So take it easy. Keep spending time with her. But as opposed to like looking for fucking opportunities to have the girlfriend talk or like trying to figure out where she's at, just appreciate this time that you do have together. And it's either going to work out or it's not. But but stop concerning yourself with that so much. Yeah, you need to slow up uh, where you are in terms of the relationship because I'm thinking, uh, even if you haven't admitted it in this question, I'm thinking you're like naming the kids and shit. Um, and I get that. It's an opportunity. You know, you've you've really got, maybe you've really got something here, but you absolutely can fuck it up by pushing too hard. And I would I would caution you to simply fucking relax and let things go at their pace because you're not, like I said, you're not fucking kids. You know, um, you're not going to rush into anything, especially with the past that you've uh, hinted at with her. So, like, I can forgive her for taking things slow, and I think you should do the same. I think you should do the same. And like you said, there's no there's no making this person your girlfriend. There's no making this happen. It's a mutual thing. It'll either turn into that or it won't. And I think a little counterintuitive to some folks, but the harder you push it, that a lot of times you're actually just working in the direction of the won't happen. So you'll be good. Fucking take it easy. Go play fucking Smash Bros or some shit. I don't know. Just take do some of the things to take your mind off this because I know how you know I know how people can get wrapped up and get laser focused on this one thing and they just end up self sabotaging and then they wonder what the fuck happened. You know they're just trying. Uh, but you, you got a meta try here. You got to try not to try so fucking much. So I don't know. Yeah, Go to the gym. Like, Drink like, some fucking beer by yourself. Do do fucking something <laughs> else, and let her drive this drive this situation until she's ready. And I'll tell you, if you make this time everything that it can be, and you be the best you that you can be, then there is there may come a time where she comes to you and she says. I'm ready. I'm ready to put labels on it. You know what I mean? Like she can co- she can come to you as opposed to you trying to cuz I I think 
I, I, people don't like to have things pushed on them. People don't like to have commitments presented like, take this commitment now, please. Yeah, do you people sign the that. fucking BFGF agreement? Limited time offer. Yeah, people don't love that. Uh, And there may come a time that she comes to you and she says, because she knows, you know, it's not like you haven't made your desires clear here. I think she knows what you want. Um, And given enough time and enough good experiences, she may very well come to you and sign that covenant of her own volition as opposed to having it pushed upon her. So fucking relax. Please fucking relax. There you go. The ball is in her cart. Court cart. Cart. Yep, the ball's in her cart. Keep it going. Ball's in her cart. She can. She's gonna check out or not if she wants to. In the meantime, the the chill out <laughs> ball is in your cart, and you just kind of got to follow her cart. And uh, in the in the grocery store of love, Arthur. In the in the Ralphs of love. <laughs> well, damn. Uh. This this next question also has somebody who maybe needs to relax a little bit, but also I don't know, maybe their inquisitive nature will will let them win the day. We'll let you decide, listener, because I, twenty four F, really want to reach out to a guy twenty three and invite him to a concert, but I never got his phone number. Am I creepy? We met playing poker and he started talking to me about music. Turns out we have very similar tastes. A lot of people don't like this music. We talked for two to three hours. We flirted some, but he left suddenly after losing all his money in a hand. I haven't seen him there since. Because I'm an internet detective, I found out everything about him except he doesn't have any social media and I have no phone number for him. Now normally I just let this go and hope I run into him again, although it's been a couple months and I haven't seen him. But I have tickets for my favorite band, a band we talked about that he also likes. I was going to go with my cousin, but we got into a huge fight, and she isn't going with me, nor will she give me the money for her ticket. About $130. Jesus. I have no real friends in the area since I just moved here, and I broke up with the guy I was seeing. There are other guys I am talking to that I could ask, but I don't know... Uh, if they really like this artist, so it's not special, and it feels like a waste. It feels weird to say this, but most guys think I'm hot, at least in the poker scene, and I thought he found me attractive just by my body language, etc., but he is shy. The only reason I'm mentioning this is to see if he... to see if it mitigates the creepy factor a bit. Keep in mind, the concert is in less than 10 days. I was thinking about mailing a letter to his house, (laughs) which obviously I found the address for online. If he no longer lives there, I know his mother does, and I figured she'd give it to him or let him know what it says. I'd say who I was and why I'm reaching out and give him my number to text him if he's interested in going. Guys, would you be all creeped out if an attractive girl found your last name and address online and did this? With the creepiness factor, override the fact that you'd enjoy seeing that band for free? Is it romantic at all? What should I say in the letter as an explanation for basically stalking him? When I look at this from the opposite point of view, I'd absolutely be creeped out uh, if I found that person unattractive, and I'd be mildly intrigued and flattered if the person was attractive. TLDR, vibe with a cute guy. 
didn't get his number, but got enough info to figure out his address and want to send him a letter in the mail inviting him to a concert. And that was posted by throwaway010285. Holy shit. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Like, that took a turn for me. Yeah, like, I was expecting this was going to be like, oh, okay, should I send him, like, a Facebook message out of the blue or not? But, like, but he ain't got all, no you socials. Found was, all you found is his fucking address. I, because... Okay, well, I got two. I got two separate thoughts on this. Okay, I don't think this is the ideal way to do it. No, and I think you should first off. I know this show is coming up, but at least for a day or two, I don't know. You have to know people in this fucking poker scene, right? Like, I know you're new to this place, but I don't know. I'm not a fucking poker person. I I think that's usually like a friends thing, or you know, it's not like an official. Uh, place you're going to like it's typically somebody like somebody's buddy's place it's like a poker night so i reckon you fucking yeah hit some of those folks up and be like hey do you have you know x's number like i wanted to talk to him uh but he you know he got fucking cleaned out and he dipped right away so i didn't get the chance to that'd be like my first avenue yeah also if you could you found this dude's fucking address could I mean, could you find where he works? Could you find, like, <laughs> is there any common place that you could? I don't know. He works at a bar or something. Could you walk in and talk to him? I'm just saying. I would look at try to find any other options. But then again, the fact that you found this motherfucker's address makes me feel like, and you're now asking this question, uh, makes me feel like this is your only avenue. And yeah. if if that's the case, I mean, I. I it's a little creepy. It's definitely less creepy because you're like a girl doing this to a guy. I think that's more uncommon. I think most of the reverse case would be a pretty creepy ass dude. But your intentions here are clearly pure. You just like the dude. So I don't, I don't fucking know. Fucking maybe just do send him a fucking a letter. You know, this is the only way I could contact you. But I like talking to you. The show's coming up. I know this is weird, but if you want to come with me, here's my phone number. Wouldn't you I'd go? take this i would fucking go i definitely you go. totally go yeah i definitely go so i, I okay. say you, i say you shoot your weird fucking shot here shoot your weird shot um i had an idea so the show's in 10 days which means you're gonna have to get this overnighted but there is a uh there is a weapon employed by um the predator in the movie predator uh <laughs> it's called a bola you know about the bolas you know about that? It's like, it's like heavy balls on a string. You swing them around. You throw them at people, and it like yeah, wraps you, around your legs. You throw, and trip you over. throw them at their ankles, and uh, yeah. it catches them up and trips them. Right. So you uh, you hit them with the bolas, right? And then uh, just like stalk over to him like a fucking night creature, like some sort of dark beast, and then leave a note on him, and then wander away into the darkness. You know, like while oh. he's struggling to free himself. And then uh, it's like, uh, we're going to go see uh, Aphex Twin, which is what I'm guessing. <laughs> this is what I, that's the band I'm guessing. That's the, that's the other thing I need. I am frustrated by this question because they don't talk about what kind of music it is. I am too. My, I went to Death Grips. Death Grips would be good. And I think any Death Grips listener who got an anonymous letter from like, hey, I'm that hot chick you met at poker night. Would, do you want to go see Death Grips with me? I think they would be like, fuck yes 
Yeah, I, I I think this guy's gonna be down. And what's the I don't know what's the fucking worst case? He's not into it. He ignores your letter. You're fucking good. Swing the you shot. Go to the, you go to the show alone. Meet some other fucking creepy dude. You know? <laughs> yeah. Meet another guy. Meet somebody who also likes to find people's addresses online. <laughs> you got that? Yeah. Coming. I think I think there's no downside to sending the letter. Uh, if it's your only way of getting into contact with this person, I think then you got to fucking just give it a shot. See what happens. That's a fucking crazy story to tell your grandkids, right? Yeah, man. If this fucking works out, you know, that's that's a, that's a rad ass fucking meeting story. And again, I think this I think this guy's going to be into it because he's probably in the same situation. Right. And it's even worse because, like, you know, you're a guy. You don't want to even like the hunt yeah. down and message through social media. That's pretty fucking weird. So I, there, there's definitely a difference, men to women versus women to men in this. I think you're good. I assume I assume he was also into you too. I don't put, know. Put your put yourself in the shoes of the guy, right? You uh, so you meet somebody at a function, and then weeks later, uh, you get a letter in the mail. And you never gave him your address, but you get a letter, and they're like, "Hey, sorry, I stalked you." <laughs> Uh, but I did do that, and here we are. You're reading this letter. I have tickets to a to a show that you would really enjoy. Um, maybe you want to, you know, get some dinner beforehand, and then we go fucking see the show. How's that sound? Like, I think I would be into that. I think so too. I think the essential is just throw the number on there. You want to do this? Text me. If not, hey, cool meeting you. Boom. Boom. Or his Done. mom's gonna fucking get it. <laughs> his mom's a huge Death Grips fan. <laughs> get to the show. <laughs> fucking eighty year old Doris is fucking there with you, and then you got a fucking awesome new old lady friend who likes Death Grips. That's fucking sick. That'd be super sick, dude. Yeah. Give it a shot. We gotta we gotta fucking hunt the subreddit here and see if we can ever get an update to us. I I want to know what fucking happens. I gotta I gotta know, and I gotta know what the fucking band was for sure. I have to know. I'm thinking $130 tickets. Like, who could that be? That was my thing, too. Like, lesser known, but that much. Like, at least it's, unless it's fucking resale or something. I think Aphex is a good guess. I don't know if he's touring sure. right now, but somebody higher profile, was, but also. He was at Coachella. Like he was at Coachella, so he might be on a thing. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe some kind of maybe obscure, obscure ish, because we don't know the scene. Metal? Like, maybe metal. Is like metal and poker. I don't know. That kind of vibes a little bit for me. Yeah, that's that's peanut butter and jelly. Possible. Oh, that's that, let us let us know in the f- question box if that's completely not peanut butter and jelly. But yeah, poker experts. Hold on, somebody in the fucking comments here is going off on how they'd go to the police if they got that letter. Oh my god! Fuck off! Oh my god! Again, guy doing this to a girl. I think that would be a little bit weird. It, 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 there is a fucking difference there, and I I don't think this is that weird. And it's not like, you know, you asked him for his number and he said no or some shit. He just got cleared out and then he dipped. Yeah, you're having a decent time leading up to that point. I you're fucking good. You know, worst case he ignores the letter. Worst case fucking Doris gets it and she hates death grips and so she throws it in the trash because she really <laughs> hates death grips. Sure. You get you get what I'm saying. I don't fucking know. You live once. You're not showing up at his fucking office every single day looking in the... You know what I mean? This isn't a particularly invasive thing. Worst case, it's a little weird. He ignores you. You're fucking good. Yep. 
Yep, 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 yep. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. No sense of romance. Fuck you. Yeah, I think this could be cool as fuck. He says it isn't cute, funny, or sweet. I think it's pretty fucking cute, funny, and sweet. I think it's all those. I feel like fucking Ober Dick Face over here doesn't listen to Death Grips. <laughs> doesn't know about being anointed. Doesn't get the doesn't get the ethos for sure. No, no. Fuck out of here. All right, do it. I hope we get an update. I hope this works out. That's a fucking rad, rad relationship start story. Do you know what else is rad? Uh, me. You. And also the band that provides our intro music, which is Knower. Uh, the song is Hanging On, and you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. A third rad thing, picky. Fourth rad thing, leftist politics. Fifth rad thing, the band The Hayfellows. <laughs> particularly their song Stephanie, which is our outro music. And uh, also their Instagram, instagram.com slash thehayfellows. Uh, or searching them on Spotify. That's also pretty rad. Look up the Hey Fellows. It's three different words. Go find them. Can't wait. Do it. Or, can't Do wait. It. Mail a letter to their house. Tell them you fucking love them. <laughs> and then you may, maybe you get to fuck somebody from the Hey Fellows. Who knows? <laughs> Max is good people. I think you could send. I think you could send him a letter. Let him know what's up. Yeah. Can I just, can I just real quick, I just want to, I just want to get real close to this microphone and let you know that I had a great time recording this week and I love you. Thanks. Bye. Radio free tote bag prayer action, folks. Prayer action. There's a fucking pimple on the back of my neck. It really hurts. I can't get it to pop. I need all of you to fucking face towards Portland and pray that this motherfucker comes to a head. And uh, that it pops out. Please, thank you so much. We got rad guests coming up. Stay tuned. We got rad guests. We got pus. See you later. (laughs) Very good. Very, very good. Hopefully pus. Hopefully pus.